The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchill. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall in turn four. Lot one for Sheldon Hutchill. Quick turn! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David. All right, let's try this again. Take two. Uh, Dumbass me, I uh, forgot to hit the uh, the old record button. So we were about five minutes in. Forgot to hit the record button. With that being said, guys, welcome back. It's uh, Tuesday night, another edition of Quick Time, the podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. We're here with our regular gang, Brad Brown, Jason North. Guys, uh, how was your week? What's been going on? You had one damn job to do, and that's hit the button that says record. <laughs> hey, they don't pay me enough here to do my job correctly, so... Yeah. No, we had a good weekend. Uh, had a had Thanksgiving with just my wife and daughter, and uh, had a lot way more food than we needed. And we're still eating turkey and pie and so forth. But a uh, great weekend. Watched Flow Racing on Friday and Saturday, and enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're just uh, starting and getting through another week. Yeah, did the same thing. You know, just had the uh, media family over and. Uh, a lot of food, made more food in the weekend, enjoyed the uh, nice weather, especially on Saturday. And uh, just, uh, like I said, caught caught a little bit of racing, and uh, it was a good time. So, yeah, definitely it was a great with, long weekend. With the weather we had here on Saturday, we actually couldn't have been out at the racetrack. It was that nice. So, uh, unfortunately, we did not do that here, but they were racing down in Arizona this past week. Uh, saw Kyle Larson spank everybody as normal, which is, you know, status quo for 2020. Yeah, um, he did definitely spank uh, the crowd or the the, the the field on Friday, uh, but there was a great race for second place. Uh, Carson Macedo and uh, um, Buddy Colfoyd put on a great race for second in that uh, that feature there. Uh, actually, even the heat races were really good. The qualifiers, if you didn't watch uh, watch it, go back into Flow and and, and search back through the archives and and watch Friday and Saturday. But Saturday or Saturday, Kyle Larson, he did not just get that given to him. Uh, Rico Abreu, put, um, he, he put on a great show, and, and Kyle had to earn that win. So um, he, he Kyle ended up with uh, 45 wins on the year. That was his 44th and 45th win on the year. Um, but, yeah, he earned earned Saturday night, that's for sure, because Rico was not going to just give it to him. Now the real question is, can Kyle find five more races this year to make it 50? Well, he is racing in uh, – Carolina Midget Showdown uh, on December 12th and 13th in um, Chad Boat's uh, 86 car. So that car is quality mach- uh, quality machine, so you can probably mark up two more wins for him. On there's that 47. One. Yeah, there's 47. <laughs> so, yeah, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Kyle. But uh, I think he's going to be running out, of, running out of races here pretty pretty quick. So from there we go. Uh, yeah, it's uh, – uh, that that track in Arizona, it's like I don't even know how old it is. It's it's five or seven years old. It's not very old, but man, they they had a, a quality um, track and the sprint cars, the four ten sprint cars, are going back there in January and for a 
three-day Wild West shootout. So uh, I'm, I can't wait to watch that race in January. But that track was in great shape, great racing for both the 360s uh, wings and non-wing cars. So uh, Arizona Speedway, they, they, they have it going on right now. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, non-wing cars out there. There was a little bit of uh, drama, I guess, on the old interwebs with Stevie Sussex. Uh, apparently he should have won that race on Friday night. And uh, due to but, cautions and whatnot, he kind of—I guess—he kind of got screwed a little bit. Yeah, um, he won Friday night. Uh, Saturday, Saturday was. Night, I tell you what, he he worked his way up to second, and towards the end of the race, he passed Sterling clean uh, four times with cautions coming out every time. And the the very last restart, instead of having a green, white, and checker, they threw the green and white together, and so they only had one lap to go, and and Kling held off Sussex. But uh, boy, I tell you what, there was one time I I'll, I almost swear that uh, Sussex led at least a lap before the caution came out, and so but they they gave the um, they gave Kling back the lead every time, and uh, Kling ended up winning. But man, I think Sussex won that race. He 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 passed Kling three or four times before the the feature was finally over with. Yeah, I caught some of that. Yeah, it was a good show. I I uh, I watched uh, Kyle kind of kick kick some tail. I was watching a lot of the. Uh, I was kind of watching the main events on that. So uh, again, you know, another great year. It we it was kind of fun. You know, when we all look back at this, we'll we'll I think be pretty lucky to see Kyle do what he did this year. Uh, it's just pretty impressive. You know, wh- whatever he hopped into, he was competitive in. And I, you know, let's, let's take that for what it is instead of watching and saying, Oh, this guy dominated. Now nah, this was pretty cool. Yeah. It, it's like reminiscent of Steve Kinzer back in the day, you know? So, I mean, it, it's, well, take time to appreciate just, it. Yeah. Just watching Kyle work his magic is impressive because there was one time where the cars were going in the in the top high side, and he went in in the middle of the of the corner, and he just had so much grip that he blew by a couple cars, and it was so impressive that uh, <laughs> he just made it look so easy. And I know it's not easy; otherwise, everybody would be doing it. But uh, man, he he just looks he's so good and so smooth out there. And sometimes he chops the cars that he's passing, but uh, that's just what you do to to protect your your position. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he he's world class talent. You can't go wrong with that, and it's it's just simply amazing to watch. Well, they had fifty five cars there, and for him to win two nights in a row, that's that's just that's just impressive. And and after winning Friday, he was not guaranteed a starting spot Saturday. It was two complete different shows, and so he took care of business. And yeah, um, uh, the the fifty seven car has got great great equipment and stuff, but he's still got to be able to drive it. Yeah, and so with that, uh, I forgot you know to even mention who we're going to have on the show today. We are going to be joined by a uh, 2021 Rookie of the Year contender with the World Outlaws, Brock Zierfoss, is going to join the program. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, hear from Brock about you know his decision to join the Outlaws and and whatnot. I mean, he's ran with the All Stars, he's ran out in PA, and just kind of see what his plans are, his goals are, and. He was even down in Arizona this past week. So, I mean, he's definitely already branched out a little bit and, you know, traveled outside of the – got off the porch, so to speak, out there in Pennsylvania. Yeah, he had a, he had a rough weekend. Uh, Friday he he hit the wall in the heat race but uh, maintained his third-place position. But in the feature he, he flipped. And 
I don't know if it broke a fuel line or uh, punctured the fuel cell, but uh, it, it, there was a fire in his car, and thankfully uh, he was out before anything really happened. So I kind of want to hear his side of the story and see what happened. But, yeah, he was on the hot seat in <laughs> and, 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 uh, and Bob Ream car, and that car is a beautiful car. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, uh, Brock has to say about that whole weekend. Yeah, so with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be joined back with uh, Brock Zierfoss. Stay tuned, everybody. Thing you ever did was take a chance with me Whatever tickles you fancy Girls, me and you like Sid and Nancy So sexy, almost evil Talking about butterflies in my head I used to think that happy endings Were only in the books I read But you made me feel alive when I was almost dead You filled that empty space with the love I used to chase And as far as I can see, it don't get better than this So butterfly, here is a song And it's sealed with the kiss And the thank you, miss Come and dance with me Come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake. You make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake. You make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake. You make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake. You make me go crazy. Come and dance with me. 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 Uh huh, uh huh. Come and dance with me. 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 
All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, just got informed that Brad doesn't like our choice of music that we play here on the on the uh, the old interludes. Uh, I didn't get in trouble last week playing some, uh, I would say, copywritten material. So uh, <laughs> it's it's hard to find music, and you know we like to take a you know a, a break here and there just before we can refill our beers. So I might have to change out the music a little bit to uh, uh, make Brad happy. Yeah, I've never heard of that song that you just played, and <laughs> I'm a Chris Stapleton. Uh, classic rock type person so uh you do whatever you got to do whatever you got to do yeah so if if there's any music you guys want to hear you know let us know <laughs> i could get me the washboard and some spoons ding 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 <laughs> i could play <laughs> probably better than what we just listened to <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he's he's not a uh, crazy town fan that's for sure Hey, a quick shout out to Paul McMahon. He's uh, having a birthday today. So uh, our buddy Paul had a great podcast a couple weeks ago. So just giving Paul McMahon a shout out for a happy birthday, man. Yeah, definitely. You know, a friend of the show, Paul McMahon. So it's great to see uh, have him celebrating a birthday. So uh, we'll we'll definitely have to get him back on because uh, I'm sure he has plenty more stories to tell. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, hey, you damn right. I got what happened out there. I'm fine. I just had to deal with my asshole uh, teammates. Deep I wasn't happy with me for crowding them, but... Pisser, piece of shit. All that stupid ass flagman. They got a dumbass flagman that can't see. All right, guys, we are now joined by a 2021 World Outlaw Rookie of the Year contender, uh, Brock Zierfoss. Brock, man, uh, how, how's your week going? Oh, it's going uh, pretty good. It's a little chilly out here. I don't know how it is out there, but it got really cold real quick out here. Yeah, yeah I'm at, I guess it's really cold after spending the weekend down in Arizona. I mean, we're <laughs> yeah. we're like 30s and 40s here, so it's we're probably about the same. Man, I gotta be honest. Uh, it it was beautiful during the day, but but at night, man, I didn't expect the desert cold to be like that. They always said it was cold, but man, I wasn't ready for that. It was only like 50 degrees, but I mean, I was shivering. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you weren't shivering on Friday night for a while there, were you? No, not for a minute there. I uh, I was watching you on on flow uh, flow racing and uh, saw your saw the whole night and um, I, the, the camera didn't pick up what happened to you but uh, you were driving a the Bob Ream number eight car that's a beautiful car by the way that uh, that car looked really really sharp there in some of the photos that I saw but uh, um, you in the feature you I don't I don't know what really happened but you hit the wall and I don't know if you had a little Tommy tip over or what but uh, you must have punctured the uh, fuel cell or something and had a little fire going on there. Yeah, no uh kind of got fed a wheel and and uh flipped pretty good actually. Um the tank the tank come loose and um actually ripped out of the uh the inserts ripped out of the tank which I mean it happens all the time with these plastic tanks, but, um, pulled the fuel line off and, and guess somehow caught fire, but, uh, nothing, nothing too major. I mean, it was all on the racetrack. There was nothing in the car. So, um, I actually didn't even know it was on fire until they, you know, the one guy come over yelling, like somebody was dying, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of watching kind of, and I was telling I was telling Brandon and Jason that you were kind of just sitting there kind of nonchalantly unbuckling your, your, your belts and so forth. But then when that guy come up there and they started to spray something, it looked like water, but I hope it was something more than just water. And that kind of kicked up the flames a little bit. And then you got a little excited and got out of there pretty quickly, but it wasn't really, 
uh, a, a firing crash like that F1 crash, but uh, yeah, it still it involved fire. So uh, um, uh, it, uh, I'm glad you got out okay without any problems. But uh, um, other than that, you, you were fast all night. The heat race and the, the qualifier, you were definitely uh, on a rail there during that uh, those two races. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, anytime there's a fire, obviously you got to take it seriously. But uh, like, I didn't feel any heat coming up from underneath or anything like that. So I was just kind of getting my my mind together and, and uh, you know, just trying to get out, make sure nothing was banged up or anything like that. But then once that guy said it was fire, I guess you know I'd step it up a little bit and get out. But um, the car was good, man. You know, Bob's got really nice stuff, and and you know I. We, we set that thing up last minute and it was just, you know, unfortunate to have the outcome it did. And, you know, I'd never want to tear anybody's stuff up, much less my own. And, um, you know, but we had a good showing, I think, you know, our car, the car was really fast right out of the box. Um, I think we would have definitely, you know, had a good, good chance at having a good finish there. And then Saturday, I think if we, you know, would have had um, a little bit better of a night, qualifying wise and stuff like that and, and just passed a couple more cars there um i think we could have started up front and had a really good shot of winning that thing but um can't thank bob enough for the opportunity man it's uh it was cool to get out there never been to arizona um arizona speedway is going to be on the outlaw tour so it was good to at least get a, a little bit of seat time on the racetrack and, and see what it's like and and uh just see what the racing is like out there yeah, you mentioned the Outlaw Tour there. You, you made the announcement either last week or the week before that you're going to go uh, full-time Outlaw Racing uh, next year in 2021. What kind of led you to that decision? I know you spent the last, you know, last year running with the, out, with the All-Stars. And kind of what, what, what brought you to step up that game and make that full commitment to, uh, you know, crisscross this country, you know, five times a year now? I don't know. I mean, you know, when you're – when you come into this the sprint car deal, you know obviously your your ultimate goal is to to run with the outlaws and be an outlaw. Um, you know that was our goal from the beginning, and um, whether it was driving for somebody or doing our own thing, you know um, we were going to work hard at it and and try to get to that point. So uh, I was fortunate to to be able to drive for a couple other people and and get some seat time out on the road and get noticed a little bit and attract some, uh, some sponsors and stuff like that. And, um, you know, the past couple of years on the all-star deal have been good for me as a driver to learn how to adapt to different racetracks that you haven't seen and, you know, just get that, that road life mentality and, and, and driving mentality of being on the road. And, um, you know, I, you don't never really know when the right opportunity to, to go out all racing is, but, you know, we feel like, um, our equipment and, and everything's as good as it's going to be at the moment. And, um, I don't know. It just, you know, it's, you're going to, you got to get out there and try at least one time and see, see what you can learn from and to make it better. So, um, like I said, you never really know when the right time to, to get out on the road is, but I guess we feel like it's right now. Well, what did you learn from uh, this year? You, due to COVID, everybody's schedule changed a little bit, and and at the start you were kind of with the um, running in Pennsylvania, and then the All Stars decided to kick off the Thunder through the Plains and so forth, and you jumped on the All Star Tour. Did did that tour teach you much about going to different tracks that you've never been to? Different, uh, I mean, you you were for for a while there, you guys were racing like. 
seven nights in in ten days or something like that. Did did you learn anything from that experience that might uh, propel you into this World of Outlaw tour that you're going to tackle here in 2021? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, um, you know, we, we joined the All Stars and, and committed to the All Stars in the beginning of the year last year, and obviously we got shut down, and then uh, you know last minute we decided to go to park jefferson and fortunately we did and ended up winning that race yeah mm-hmm. you know then um we just kind of based ourselves in the midwest um fortunately we are, are friends with her we met tony Schilling and katie Schilling out in um, out in knoxville and we uh we stayed at their place and and used their shop for nationals and they were kind enough to uh, allow us to kind of base ourselves out there and and keep and we pretty much stayed out there for about two, three months and just kind of raced through the Midwest. And then, um, the all-stars kind of fired up that, that Midwest swing and which was good for us. I mean, it, it was good to, to see new racetracks and, and actually get racing, you know, and, um, just running on the road, man, it just teaches you that how to adapt to, to racetracks and conditions and different surfaces and all that stuff. You know, you got to adapt like that night, especially if you haven't ever seen the place and, um, you know, running with the outlaws, them guys have been up and down the road, you know, multiple times a year and, and seen them places so many times that it's just, you know, it's another day for them guys. So that's just what makes the out running with the outlaws that much harder. You know, they, they know, they know the racetracks that you're going to when, when you haven't seen them yet. So, um, you know, running with the all-stars and going to them places and, and having some success too, at the tracks that we've never been to, you know, I've never been to, southern oklahoma speedway and we ended up winning the race that night and and uh we ran good through the whole um oklahoma swing so um you know it all comes down to having good equipment and a good team behind you to uh to make adapting to new places that much easier and i feel like i got that with our x1 cars and um noisy and and ty uh working on it too so um pretty confident about this year hopefully uh we can get a win and uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, that brings me to a couple questions. One is your your first experience at Arizona Speedway, so you quickly obviously adapted to both having a new car, new uh, crew, and and so forth. Um, what what was your opinion of Arizona Speedway? And also, do you plan on returning in January for that Wild West shootout that's going to happen uh, in the? I think it's towards the end of January there in uh, Arizona Speedway. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Arizona is a cool racetrack. Um, you know, it's it's definitely uh, definitely fun to race on for sure. It's wide and and uh, multiple lanes. So I think you know when we come back there in March and race with the Outlaws, I think it's going to be you know it's going to be a good race. I mean, it's good to to be able to get some seat time. You know, it wasn't a lot, but you know, any lap on a racetrack is is a good lap. So it's good time to be on the racetrack and sure. and learn from that. And just to see how the racetrack changes throughout the night, um, you know, that just helps me relay the message and, and helps me kind of be familiarized with, with what the racetrack does throughout the night. Um, so I think, you know, that was definitely a big part on coming out there and running with Bob and just to, to get some seat time out there and learn. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's that whole deal there. I, I never met them guys at all, any of them. And, uh, you know, just flew out Friday morning, put the seat in, let's go race, you know, and 
Um, <laughs> you flew I mean, out Friday I, morning? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's cutting it tight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we flew. I left six o'clock flight. Flew on a red eye out to uh, out of Baltimore, so I had to get up at three. I was up at three, drove to Baltimore. It's two hour drive, and and left at six, and uh, flew out there. Got a little nap on the plane, and and once we got there, and went to the shop, let's seat in, had a little lunch, and and went to the racetrack. So it was a it was a full day for sure. But uh, you know, that's just part of it. And, and, um, you know, them guys made me feel real comfortable right off the bat. And, and, uh, you know, it was like just racing our own car. So them guys are, they, you know, they treated us really good out there and we're really thankful for them. And, um, but, uh, I don't know if we're going to come out to, um, out to Arizona in January, um, just as far as getting, getting everything together and having to drive, um, back across the country there and, and head to Florida is, there's a lot for a family on team. So, um, you know, we're still trying to find some sponsors to help on for our, like our fuel bill or our truck diesel bill and, and hotel bills. So it's, uh, just gotta watch what you gotta do and, and try to do it, do it right logistically. So, um, that's what we're going to try and do. Well, kind of, um, along that line with going to Arizona the first time and seeing different drivers, I've been trying to figure out how to ask this question all day, but I haven't, I have not been able to come up with a good way to ask it without probably uh, pissing off somebody. But <laughs> you, you're going to a new track, to a new area. It ain't a good thing pissing somebody off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I know you know the drivers like Larson, Abreu, and Kofoid, and so forth, Macedo. And you're, you're probably familiar with uh, like DJ Neto and the Carrick brothers. But how do you go into a track like that where you've never been there before? How do you gauge the competition and know who's a squirrel and not who's, who's a squirrel? Who's the squirrel and who's not the squirrel? Who do you, who do you give more room to and less room to and you're aggressive and all that stuff? How do you gauge that kind of stuff when you go to a, a track that you've never been to before? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you know, like you said, you know who most of the people are there. Um, a lot of times, you know, and, and I'm way out of the loop in the 360 world. I mean, I don't, I ran maybe five 360 races this year, which is the most I've ran in a long time. So, you know, I'm out of that world. I don't really pay attention to who, you know, who runs where or, or whatever. And uh, so I got to rely on the people that I know. Hopefully they raced with some of them guys around, but I mean, you can take a look around and, and, you know, you, if you, if you do your homework and, and watch some like racing videos, you can see who's up front or who's not. And, you know, you just got to pay attention throughout the night. And, and, uh, if you make the mistake and get behind one guy who you shouldn't have been behind, well, then you just, you got to make sure that you ain't doing that again the second time you're around them. So, um, you know, it takes, just got to ask a little bit or, or just pay, pay attention to, to your surroundings pretty much. But, um, you know, on that start of that heat race, I didn't know who was in front of me and, um, you know, it, it just all comes down to reaction then. But um, I honestly thought we were crashing because I got on the outside of the guy and I thought he was turning right. So uh, fortunately, we didn't. But um, you know, then we went into one, and the the one car I think it was a '67 or something like that. He come up the racetrack and and we banged wheels getting into one. So you know, it's just it's one of them deals where you just gotta you, you can't be cautious about it because you're gonna lose time, but you also gotta be cautious because you don't know who you're racing with. Well, I was going to ask you about that too because uh, I was wondering if you were racing with one of those squirrels in that heat race because 
you coming out of four, you you tapped the the wall a little bit. You really didn't lose much ground or anything. But uh, yeah, I, I, the camera really didn't show whether he crowded you or whatever. But uh, you definitely shot up the track into four and and tapped the wall. But you kept going, and uh, I didn't know if that was a squirrel or just a racing thing or or what the deal was there. No, what the what the deal was there was I. Uh... I was lower on the racetrack the first lap, and then the second lap I moved up a little bit and caught the hole. I mean, I, hell, I couldn't stop bouncing, man. The only way I stopped bouncing was like, <laughs> I just, I was along for the ride. I was, you know, I come in and the guys were like, man, that was a good save. I'm like, there's no save about that, bud. That, I was along for the ride. That's just the way it was. <laughs> that sounds like the whole thought, raceway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought I was expecting to flip. You know, if, it, if we would have got turned sideways just a little bit, I think it would have caught and started flipping. But, you know, fortunately we didn't. Um, you know where i hit on the wall there the dirt was rolled up on the wall anyway so i just kind of rolled up on the dirt a little bit and kept going but yeah fortunately <laughs> we lost you know, we only lost one spot but i mean i'll tell you i thought we if i if that wall wasn't there i'd still be flipping or bouncing probably i tell you i don't know how you guys do that because i i would have to pull off to the infield and take my seat belt off and change, change my drawers pants. because <laughs> and, and you acted like nothing happened because as soon as you got off the wall you just shot the hell down the front stretch and into, into turn one so applaud you guys for doing that man anybody that criticizes you guys needs to be kicked in the head because you guys are amazing what you guys do well you gotta have a, a screw to loose in your head every day <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I said, that's that that whole deal there. You start bouncing. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Just hope that you you don't hit nothing or or start flipping or something like that. And but you know, obviously hitting something that night helped me out. So, but you can't you can't think about it. You just got to react to to what what's happening. And and uh, you know, once we got straightened back out there, you know, because it's usually you just don't hit the hole again. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's one of them deals though. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I'll believe you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brock, um, you know, you've talked about uh, your goals for um, 2021. I, I'm sure, you know, World Outlaws Rookie of the Year is up there, uh, getting a couple wins. Are there any other goals that you have? And are you kind of, you know, we've we've heard a little bit um, recently. We kind of heard some stuff talking about Logan Shuhart and, like they had their, you know, their five-year plan as it was with uh, Shark Racing. Do you have kind of a similar plan for the Outlaws, you know, kind of going out there, maybe getting, you know, uh, accustomed to the level of competition, maybe some a lot of tracks you haven't known, and and then maybe, you know, as you move into the future, kind of, I mean, obviously higher goals, but do you have kind of sort of a two-year, three- or five-year sort of plan going on? Honestly, uh, not at the moment. I mean, you know, we just want we want to get out on the road and do it and see what we need to do to improve, and then uh, you know we'll make a goal probably after that. But you know, it's just getting out on the road and, and making it your first year without any hiccups or issues is is almost impossible. But um, you know, you just you want to you want to do it as best as you can and do it as smart as you can, and. Um, you know, I, I think we're in a good position with, with Shane Bowers, Noisy, my crew chief. He's been on the road since 99. So he's, and he's been with a lot of successful teams. So he knows how to do it right. And, um, you know, that's just going to make our transition into, into doing this whole deal that much easier. Um, but we want to do it smart too. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to be, be on the road and, and blow our whole wad or have something catastrophic happen to where we can't finish the season or, 
or we can only do it one season and can't afford to do it next year. You know what I mean? So we just want to, we just want to get our feet wet, get going. You know, obviously we want to win races and be successful at it. So we want to do it the right way. You know, you mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of different racetracks that you haven't been to and the outlaws just recently released their schedule. And we're, we're here in Nebraska. We're excited. Actually, you got you, the outlaws are making return visit. I 80 speedway. Are there any tracks on the schedule that you haven't been to that you're really looking forward to being at? Yeah, there's a, there's a handful of them. Um, you know, river cities, uh, is all, is a cool racetrack. It looks like I'm, I'm excited to get there. Um, I've always wanted to race at Tulare, even though people say I'm retarded for wanting to do that. But <laughs> I've always, that's I've one, always that's one racetrack there. I really want to get to is Tulare. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always seen races there, and they look they look badass. But um, if you'd ask Noisy, he he'd say I, I'm going to suck there. But <laughs> uh, that's, that's just the way it is. But no, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a bunch of tracks that that look really cool. I mean just some of the races that you watched this year from the outlaws um there were some really really good races and and some really cool racetracks so i'm excited to uh to visit them places um i'm excited to go all to all the racetracks honestly and uh, i like getting the new places and and seeing the new racetracks and and seeing all the cool fans that are out there you know there's fans from all over the country uh, that support us and it, it'll be cool to uh to be able to race in front of them guys too they don't get to to see me race in person much at all at all if any at all much but um it'll be cool to uh to see all them and uh race in front of them all right well before we let you go we want to thank you for jumping on we got a couple more questions here but one thing i want to know is with the announcement of you going outlaw racing are you an outlaw or are you are you, are you posse <laughs> wow uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't really have a label. Um, I've been, you know, obviously I've been on the all-star tour for two years now, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's all going to come down to what they want. Uh, you know, they're going to fight over it. If we win it at Williams Grove or something like that, they're going to fight over if we're policy or outlaw or not. It don't, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. But, um, like I said, it don't matter to me. I just think it, it's cool to, to see the passion with the fans. You know, they can really get into it when the Owls come to town. Um, but I'm on the Owl tour, so um, I don't know. I guess I guess I'd be labeled an Owl, but you never know how it's going to go. If we end up winning the race or something like that, they'll probably want to claim me. Yeah, I, I made it out to Williams Grove uh, two years ago, I think it is now, out there for the National Open one night when I was out there. And I was, you know, covering some hockey stuff in Pittsburgh and, had had a Saturday night off, and I made the road trip up there to Williams Grove, and the Posse fans, they're, they're something else, man. It's it's very cool to see. Yeah, they're wild for sure. I, I've got a question for you, I, and I, can't, I hate to bring it up on this podcast for the third straight week, but uh, <laughs> you're new to the podcast, so I'm going to bring it to you. Um, I just had a birthday, and my wife is going to pay for an all-expense-paid trip to any race that I want to go to in the United States. I have it narrowed down between Eldora, Port Royal, and Tulare. And uh, so you being from Pennsylvania, would you give me a little bit of advice on which one would you choose between those three? I've already been to Lincoln and I've already been to Williams Grove. So those are out. I, I want to go to either Port, Eldora or uh, Tulare. Uh, and I know you've never been to Tulare, but I'm with you. That place looks that just rocks. It looks so fun. Well, I could let you know probably about Tulare. Um when we got there in March or something like that. <laughs> okay. But, um, 
between it, it would be for me it'd be between Eldora and Port Royal. Both are both both are awesome places, but you got to go at the right time. Um, you know, King's Royal weekend is is really cool in Eldora. The atmosphere is awesome there, and um, the fair week for the Tuscora 50 at Port Royal is is really cool. With the fairs right out right outside the grandstands, and uh, with the Ferris wheel going into Turn One, it's just badass. So, and not to mention the the food there is good too. So. Um, those would be my two options. I don't know. I'd, I'd be a little more biased towards Port Royal just because I, I really enjoy racing there. But um, all racetracks are cool, man. Like I said, it, it's good that we, we have the amount of racetracks that we do to be able to race. And um, I don't know. Like I said, all all the, the events, uh, the Kings Royals, the um, Tuscore 50s, all them big events are really cool to go to. So if you haven't ever been to one of them, you know, at least try to get to them. Well, I think Port's leading right now, but uh, that that uh, Eldora race where it's four days of racing and two of them are the – it's not the King's Royal, yeah, is Yes, it? it's the King's Royal. The King's Royal. Two King's Royals. And I, yeah. and I really think you need to bring the quick time crew on with you as, <laughs> yeah. as, as guests. Well, uh, two is uh, – three is a crowd. Who I, my wife is bring, paying for it. So, uh, uh, but, yeah, I, I really – I think I'm going to – right now I'm leaning towards Port because that place – I've watched several races this summer, and that place just looks amazing. But uh, here's here's an important question for me. I, I have a, a website, ibracing.com, and we do paint schemes and that kind of stuff. Are we going to see a, a white number three Z again, or are we going to see a little bit of different scheme next year? Uh, it'll be kind of close, um, changing up a little bit, but um, it won't be white. Let's okay. put it that way. Okay, sounds sounds interesting. Who's who, uh, yeah? Before we let you go, we'll who's going gonna to be on the side of that car? You know, who's helping you out this this year to make that that outlaw dream come true? Oh, it's you know all all the partners that we've had, um, you know, with Moose's LZ, uh, heavy equipment loaders, part C and D rigging, you know, um, Burke Bio Company, Protection First Class Outdoor, all them partners, JP Adamski, uh, Meckley's Limestone, Click Lewis Cars, you know, they're all major major key factors to to helping us get out here and uh you know they're just they're just a bunch of of who we have and have been really good supporters of me and and my race team um but we're always looking for more help you know like i said we're we're looking for somebody to help with with hotel costs and and uh our truck fuel so uh you know anything helps you know it's just a family team trying to make something make make my dream come true so um, hopefully we can, uh, hopefully we can make some noise on the tour and, and, uh, gain some more exposure and, and pick up some more, more partners. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like you, you know, you're going to have your hands full on that outlaw tour. Uh, I want to thank you for stopping by, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to watch you. And, uh, I guess, uh, at, we're actually going to have a rookie of the year battle with Parker Price Miller, you know, jumping on as a rookie next year. So and Aaron Reitzel too. Yeah. And Reitzel. So it's, it's going to be fun to actually have a true out, rookie of the year, uh, battle with the outlaw. So, uh, we wish you all the, all the luck and, uh, hopefully we find you in victory lane a few times next year. Yeah, that'd be good. Hey Brad, um, another reason to go to Fort Royal is too, you Moose's LZ ain't that far away and they got some good food. So. Well, I guarantee you, um, they're supporting you, and you know, racers support racers. So, I'll be uh, I'll be in front of the line on August twenty seventh to pick up a T shirt at IID Speedway, and then, yeah, if we go to Port, we'll, we'll definitely hit that place up for sure. Um, uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Sprint Car Unlimited, El- uh, Brian Elliott. Oh, Jeremy Elliott. Jeremy Elliott. He he pimps that place all the time. So I yeah, definitely will stop there if we make it up there to Pennsylvania. 
Yeah, well, let me know. Let me know if you do, and uh, we'll get we'll get taken care of. Sounds good. I like craft beer, by the way. <laughs> Yingling is, uh, is we, top of the line. Yingling? Yeah, Yingling, baby. Oh, you guys don't have that out there. That's oh, right. You're, not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We're, we're counting right. the days, they are, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. they are coming out there, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. That's not going to be it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, we cut, we lost it there for a second. It's not going to be as special for us now. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I get to go to Ohio every once in a while for a track meet. I work for the University of Nebraska track and field team, and we get to go out there. And, and a place that I go to has Yingling on tap, and uh, it's usually pretty ugly by the end of the night. But uh, we, we I hit that place up uh, as often as I can. You know, Brad, you keep pimping this Yingling beer. I can't even fucking say it. <laughs> you need to bring some back on one of these road trips because uh, we're, we're stuck here with uh, Coors Light. So. I tell you what. Uh, I got my own beer right here in my fridge. I, I brew my own beer as well, so uh, but nothing compares to that Yingling. So you guys are lucky. Yeah, I'll tell you, it, it's it's pretty good beer. I mean, uh, it'd be nice if they get on a sprint car, you know. It. Oh, for sure. We know a sprint car that we you know we'd be proud to have him on there. So uh, I think we're talking to the guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Well, I want to thank you for jumping on, and uh, like I said, you know, good luck this year, and uh, hopefully we'll find you in victory lane. So. uh you know, yeah, thanks for jumping on, and it was great having you on. Yeah, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Good luck, Brock. Yeah, good luck. We'll talk to you later. All right, yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, you know, it's, it's not every day you, you find a guy who actually gets to live out his dreams, and he's running that outlaw tour. It sounds like, you know, it, you know, he stated, you know, when he started racing sprint cars, that's, I guess that's your ultimate goal. I mean, who, who wouldn't want to go run the outlaw? So, I mean, it's cool he's going to have that ability to do so. Hopefully he finds that, you know, other sponsor, you know, Maybe I.B. Bruce could, you know, you know <laughs> yeah. throw in a couple bucks. Yeah, sure. You're drinking for free, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really hope he does well. He, um, I've always liked the, his his paint schemes and in, in the 3Z. And he had a really kind of a rough time going in the uh, um, the Blue 70 car. I mm-hmm. can't remember the guy's name that owns that car. But anyway, um, but last year he had a pretty respectable season. He he ran well in, the, in his own car on the All-Star Tour. People are criticizing that he dropped off. Well, everybody knows that he jumped on long enough to get tow money and so forth until until Pennsylvania opened up, and then he went back to Pennsylvania. And you don't blame him at all, but uh, um, I think he's going to be pretty good. He's going to be pretty solid out there. Uh, there's there's some outlaws that are on the tour right now that um, he's going to be able to beat on a regular basis because he's just that much better of a program than than some of the others. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. That's for sure, Jason. I know you were going to jump on and say something there. No, no. I, he, you know, he's um, he's got his work cut out for him. I mean, this is going to be a really competitive field this year, and I'm I'm hoping. Uh, but I I think, like you said, I think he's one of those guys that's got a, a definite, you know, it's definitely a top ten type of car every night. So it should be a lot of fun. That, like you said, that rookie of the year. You know, I didn't. I totally forgot. You know, between Reitzel and uh, Brock and. PPM. And yeah, I mean, I, I missed that. That's going to be fun to watch. Who's yeah. He, who's he going to be driving for? It sounds like he's going to be driving an Indy, an Indy race parts car. So, I mean, that's on the Outlaw Tour. On the Outlaw Tour. That's the kind wow. of the gist I got when that whole silly season kind of you know, shit storms kind of happened was, you know, it sounded like, you know, his plan was to run an Outlaw schedule next year with the uh, with the 71 car. So, we're going to see what if that actually comes true or not or what happens with that. Props to him if that happens. That's awesome. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break, then we're going to be right back. We're going to wrap up the show and have some local news and notes and uh, all that good stuff.
need you. This life is more than just a read through. All right, Brad. Was that better music for you, or uh, do we need to change it up a little bit more? Actually, that's really good. I thought that was pretty good. So yeah, for sure, it's it's way better than the last song that you played. Don't don't give me any copyright strikes. That's all I say. <laughs> All right, so uh, some local news before we wrap up the program. I, I noticed that he, uh, I, I didn't even know he was flagging out there, but Billy Lloyd uh, is officially retired from flagging. He was the uh, longtime uh, flagman over at Eagle Raceway after Larry White retired. Uh, I guess he was flagging at US 30 last year, and uh, I guess, uh, like I said, he, he kind of retired from that gig too. So uh, happy retirement to Billy. Yeah, you know, he takes a, you know, I, I always have a lot of respect for Flagman. They take a lot of crap and they take, uh, you know, just a whole whole bunch of guff. They're the most visible official out there. So everybody from the drivers to the families to the fans in the stands. And it's something, you know, it's it's a bit of an art form. And, uh, you know, good on Billy. I mean, he did, a, you know, I, I liked Matt Eagle, um, you know, pretty much straight shooter, didn't, uh, you know, I'm not saying they have agendas or anything like that, but you know, pretty straight shooting guy, pretty laid back, let it roll off, uh, roll off. But you know, I know last year you kind of want to spend more time with the family and that, and uh, I don't blame him. So good luck to him. Yeah, I like flipping him off when I roll down the front stretch in Mike's push truck where every time we flew by. So, <laughs> God, you and your flip off thing. <laughs> Between you and <laughs> single finger salute, Tad, it is you holy know buckets. How do you say hi to your friends? Do you flip them off? Uh, you wave. No, you know. Well, it's it's in this social distancing world, man. You know, you can't. You know, it's the only way. No contact. You know. <laughs> no, but Billy's a good dude. I, I met him a long, long time ago when he was flagging over at uh, Wavelink uh, over there in Waverly. You know, uh, the with the uh, the uh, micro sprints, I can't think of what I was trying to say there, but yeah. yeah. So you know, Billy's a good dude. Uh, definitely, we you know, hell, we should probably even maybe get him on the show. I mean, he, I'm sure he has a story or t- story or two to tell. Yeah, he would be a lot of fun. Um, somebody's been around that that long, and you know, not to mention, I know he uh, flagged midgets for several years on Fairbury. So um, yeah, he's. I'm sure he's definitely. You know, they've heard it all, and so I'd love to get get him. Maybe uh, see if we can find larry white sometime too and get uh get some stories from them yeah, yeah. larry white like the time where uh no uh, mike chad tried to dean chad take him out of the flag stand uh at ego i got a picture of that it's, it's yeah. definitely one uh, you know i've when i shot over at uh butler county rising city uh larry larry was a flagman out there and i've jumped on the flag stand a couple times you know when during during he only during heat races. I haven't done it during a, a feature or anything, but that's definitely a unique, dangerous spot to be. Is oh, on that flag stand. It was it's holy cow, man! It's I hats off to those guys. I think that'd be a rush, no question. That is one thing you know. When uh, when I was working at Eagle, I was like, yeah, I want to go down there when I, just for hot laps. Nope. You know, like uh, no, will that was. <laughs> no, you don't. Woo. I'll tell you what. It takes your it. I mean, it physically down low when those wings are, it physically takes your breath from you. Oh, yeah. It's it's pretty amazing. I don't know. As a photographer, we all put ourselves in stupid situations and sitting, standing really close to the track, standing outside of turn two at Eagle. Uh, what we do or have done is yeah, is, yeah. Is you you mentioned photographer crazy. there. There's two of them here, and yeah, one's not you. Mr. I'm retired. I'm retired. <laughs> 
I got smart and decided I like beer better, so I went up to the stands and drink beer and watch you crazy some bitches do that stuff. We're not crazy. Oh. We we know what we're doing. All for like a yeah. ten ten dollar photo. <laughs> it, it's not about the photo you sell. It's about the photo you don't show anybody because you don't want them to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tim. Oh, well. All right. We're going down. Right oh, he now. knows. Oh, yeah, you Tim, get kicked out. Tim it. definitely knows. And Tim's another yeah, guy he, that I, oh, I want to get on the yeah. podcast. I think it'd be fun to have like him and Joe come on and just you know just tell stories. I mean, that could be some good story time. Yeah, you know when they um, when we get up to you know outlaws around here, racing racing gets hot and heavy. You know, Tim's down in Texas, and uh, so he finds his way up here and sticks around for a while. So Tim would be a great one to have on. Yeah, definitely, uh, Brad. Before you are the uh, news guy, website guy. Uh, is there any other news that we should be, uh, you know, keep an eye on, or any any rumors that you're hearing out there? No, this week is pretty pretty slow. Uh, I updated my website uh, on the the silly season. There hasn't been a lot of new announcements right now, so I, I, I think they're getting ready to. I don't know, uh, but if you want to if you want to pay attention to the chili bowl, go to um, get on the Twitter and go to Wikipedia. Uh, he's got a spreadsheet of of the super teams and the drivers that they're announcing. Like Keith Coons Motorsports, they're announcing one driver a day for the next ten days, and so ten clear, cars. Clearly, Holy shit, clearly they're line. bringing ten cars to the Chili Bowl. Uh, RMS Motorsports or RMS Racing is bringing uh, one, two, three, four, five guys. Thomas Meserol, Sweet Gravel, Justin Grant, Spencer Basin. That's a hell of a team right there. But go to go to uh, Twitter, or Wikipedia. And uh, he has a great website or a great uh, spreadsheet on on uh, um, who's going to the Chili Bowl and what team they're driving for. And if you haven't had a chance, go go to Mark Birch's uh, Twitter and uh, look at the new paint scheme for Don Drowd Jr. That paint that scheme is, that's it's, pretty it's, badass. It's not a paint scheme. It's that, a sticker. That, that's a wrap. I that's cut a wrap. I, I cut that myself. Yeah, that, that's a <laughs> badass wrap. So uh, um, they did a they did a great job. So, but. Uh, yeah, that's the next big event is the Chili Bowl. So uh, you know, pay attention to Wikipedia, and he'll keep you informed on what's going on at the Chili Bowl. As much as I hate to say it, with the, the Chili Bowl announcements and all that sort of stuff, I really want to go down there. But uh, at the same time, I really don't. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where, like, you know, like with the Nationals coming up, is like uh, Nationals, you know, you really want to go, but at the same time, you really don't. So it's. I'm gonna watch it on Flow Racing until it comes time for Mav TV to take over the last. What is it? CBNA. Yep, and uh, I think I have Mav TV. So if you want to roll down in the uh, the old homestead down there, and well, you're gonna be in Tulsa, so uh, I don't think I'm going. <laughs> I don't think I'm going. But I, say, I need a Mav TV hookup. So traditionally, I, I get a group of people, uh, race fans, and we meet at uh, it's Brewski's on Brewski's 27th on, yeah. and uh, Cornhusker, and we own the place and uh we get uh, about 20 to 20 to 25 people to show up and we watch the chili bowl on at brewskis and have wings and burgers and beers and have a great night on uh on on the night of the chili bowl yeah definitely so i mean it's it's so exciting it's so exciting to watch it like the announcements and you know the build up to the the race and whatnot and do you really miss anything not going no not so much but at the same time do you want to miss it? And that's the question is, is no, I don't want to miss it. But I've said all along that if my wife gave me an option, you either get the Chili Bowl or Knoxville Nationals. You don't get both. I would pick the Chili Bowl. Have you been to the Chili Bowl? Uh, four times. Four times, okay. Love it. Absolutely love it. every minute of it. And uh, 
Um, I would go to the Chili Bowl every time over the Knoxville Nationals, and I absolutely love the 10 days of Knoxville Nationals. It's just something about the midgets. The midgets are – Absolutely. God, they're so awesome. Yep. Yeah, it's it's probably you know like you said, Brandon. I think is becoming my favorite form of open wheel racing, and uh, it to to just watch that over and over, climate controlled as it were. You know, um, it's just they're just something about that track, that whole thing. It's it's been it is such it is a worldwide event anymore. You know, even in the auto racing world, you'll see Indy car drivers, Formula One drivers going on about it. So it's it is it's so cool well you got the most well the nascar champion is going to be there this year yeah chase elliott chase elliott's going to jump who, in who we tried getting on the podcast i sent out an email out to his pr guys and uh apparently uh quick time does not have the poll as some other uh well, programs out there we're not big enough yet we're working <laughs> on it so you know what the hell i mean you, you don't know unless you ask so i uh, i figured i'd throw that out there and, and that'd be you know great to have him on and but unfortunately, his uh, PR department thought otherwise. Maybe they, another, maybe they listened to the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of another Chase, isn't uh, Chase Briscoe uh, joined so. out there too? Yep. This, Yeah, he's going to be uh, in the Chili Bowl as well too. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, the Chili Bowl is one of those things. I mean, if you like, you know, you have your – it's kind of like Vegas. You have a different Vegas for every, every person out there. I mean, if you like the party scene, definitely plenty of parties to see, go to. If you like, you know, going to trade shows and all that sort of stuff, there's trade shows at the Chili Bowl. I mean, it's it. There's there's a Chili Bowl for everybody out there, so it's. I highly recommend going if you've never been before, and uh, like I said, I really want to go, but I don't at the same time. Yeah, what what made me stop going is I, I got to go for four straight years, and then uh, my job uh, the the schedule changed somehow in some way, and now we have a track meet that weekend. Indoors, of course, uh, in, the, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Do you and, not get sick days? Because uh, it'd no. be a good reason to have a sick day. No, you don't. You don't really get sick days when you're in season. So, uh, you, you, I go to the track meet. We're done by like five thirty, and then I run home and I put on a racing hat and a racing shirt, and then we zip over to Brewskis and we own that place, and that's how I get to enjoy the Chili Bowl, and so. Well, uh, now that you guys have Mav TV, maybe I just come over there. It's a little, get a little bit safer than being in a. Jason, maybe you need to barbecue something for us and come on. on okay, I, all right, that fair enough. I've got enough <laughs> beer and enough podcast mojo. I, I need to start bringing some to the game. Some wings would be good. Oh, yeah, I got. I can do that. A little good right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I want to thank everybody for jumping on with us tonight. Uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully you stuck through for this episode. It was it was fun having Brock on. I want to thank him again for jumping on. Thanks again to Brad and Jason for you know making this program what it is because uh, who who the hell wants to listen to me because I obviously have no idea what the hell I'm talking well, about. Well, only about 350 people want to listen to us, so. That's all right, man. It's it's 350 people <laughs> and, that, you know, that weren't listening before, so. Yep. And we love 349 of you. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll we love all you. Yeah, we'll 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 tell keep that your friends. Us. Yeah, tell your friends, yeah. make sure you share everything out. Please. Uh yeah, share everything out to your friends. You know, the more listeners we get, actually, you know, maybe we'll get guys like uh uh fuck the NASCAR guy. Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. <laughs> yeah, Chase Elliott on. So, uh, yeah, hey, thanks for everybody for jumping on. Brandon has had four, uh, three blonde ales, so uh, give, him a, give him a break. No. Yeah. I've had two in a third. <laughs> so give him a bigger break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for jumping on with us. We'll catch everybody on the flip side.